Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast, the only podcast that's designed to help those newer golfers, those occasional golfers, get up and over that hump of breaking 90 or breaking 100, whatever you're working on. And today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Super Speed Golf. If you would like to learn how to hit the ball farther, use the brain science behind overspeed training that Mike and Kyle from Super Speed Golf have developed. If you want to learn more about it, head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed, and you can check out my interview with Mike and Kyle where we dive deep into that exact subject. If you already know about Super Speed Golf, Mike and Kyle were kind enough to give us a promo code to get you 10% off your entire order. And that promo code is Golf Strategy. So if you're on superspeedgolf.com and you're shopping around, pop in that code Golf Strategy and get 10% off your entire order just like that. Today's episode, well, this one's a little bit different. This one, we are kind of addressing this in two-ish parts. First off, I want to share with you some big news that we've got, and that is that we will be relaunching the Academy, the Golf Strategy Academy, on Black Friday. And I am moving it over to Teachable. I'm in the process. I've got some great people helping me do that. Jack, thank you for testing and finding all the weird quirks and errors. I really, really appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, But what we're doing is we're going to be relaunching on Black Friday, and I want to celebrate with a bang for a couple of reasons. Uh, First off, this is a big step for me to take and put this on this professional platform. Costs money to host it on this platform, but it is so much slicker, so much smoother, so much better of an experience for you as the user that I'm really excited to provide that. And I want to celebrate with you by giving the biggest discount I've ever given, and that is is 50% off our annual plan. So for you, the golfer who's looking at their year in review and going, boy, there were a couple good rounds in there. But man, I made a lot of stupid mistakes. I just, I don't, I don't use my practice time well. I do the same thing on the driving range all the time. And I just, 
I can hit the ball pretty well on the driving range, but I just, I just can't duplicate it with any type of consistency on the course. I just don't have any confidence in my clubs. This is that opportunity for you to take that step, make that commitment to your game in 2020 and get the biggest discount I've ever given and commit to the whole year of actually getting better with me, with your golf game. You'll be in my private Facebook community. You will be able to ask me questions directly. You will be able to ask questions uh, with the group in our coaching calls. And it's something that we've seen a lot of success with, with the people who have been doing it. So I want to invite you to do that. The only way that you get to sign up for half off though, is if you are on our wait list. So head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash wait list, and I will send you that promo code as soon as I get it ready. All right. So I'm still in the process of transitioning things. Like I said, Jack, one of my users, uh, he's right on top of stuff. He's testing all my stuff for me. He let me know of a video that was acting kind of funny today. And so once I get all those kinks, all those quirks ironed out, I'm going to get that code put together and then I will pass it on to you. But only if you have signed up for the waitlist at golfstrategyschool.com slash waitlist. The other thing that I'm announcing today that will be going live on Black Friday is a new segment of the podcast. This is something where uh, I want to introduce a new day of podcasting. So not just once a week, but we'll be popping live twice a week now. What we're going to be doing is we are going to be doing the same instruction that you're used to with these episodes, but we're also going to, on the opposite side of the week, going to be doing something that I've dubbed our Sunday Conversations, where I talk to real golfers, probably a whole lot like yourselves, and talk to them about the struggles in their game. You know, what are they working on? What's, you know, what's really bugging them? What are they struggling with? What's their best score? You know, trying to help them kind of think their way through and find some of the gold nuggets that they've experienced in the past and find what's repeatable in that and bring that forward again, shine some light on it and see how we can kind of set up a bit of a, a practice plan on the spot for them to get better going forward. So that's what I'm calling our Sunday conversations. This is going to be launching also on Black Friday. So podcast is going to go to two days a week. I think I've already done like five or six of these interviews. I think I've got like 15 of them scheduled for next week. So it's going to be really, really busy around here. But I'm really, really excited to do this. And the conversations that I've had have been absolutely awesome. You know, talking with Christian and Royce and Justin and Tim and Mike. I mean, just fantastic people that I've just now met through these interviews. And, you know, I, I really want to kind of create this community of like-minded golfers around that. So those are the two super duper cool, big announcements, but now on to your regularly scheduled programming today's episode. We're going to talk about some of the deep down numerical things that I kind of really hold dear and what we're talking about is specifically, you know, what constitutes success and what constitutes failure in our practice. So we know that we're actually doing things right. So we know that we're 
not overexerting ourselves or we're not under challenging ourselves and some of the reasons and rhymes behind that. So let's get to it. All right. So first kind of the definition, what do I consider successful? Well, for those of you who are in my academy, you notice that I set up all of my exercises or the the startling majority of my exercises in repetitions of 10. And this is for a very specific reason. And I, I got this from Adam Young, who's a a world-class teacher. I want to say out of Barcelona, Spain for sure, or Spain for pretty sure. But Adam Young is an excellent, excellent uh, golf coach. And he has a book called uh, the practice method And in there, he talks about like, what is success and what is failure? And I really, really agree with him. And he says that when you're doing your practices, there is a learning zone where you're actually experiencing the practices. You're absorbing the lessons that are being learned. You're actually taking it to heart and putting it into practice and making it a part of your game. And that is if you are succeeding at a rate between 30 and 70%. So if you do your practice and you do 10 repetitions, you should be doing three to seven of them correctly. If you are doing it correctly, eight out of 10 or nine out of 10, that means that this practice is too easy for you. And it means that you're not learning as much as you could be. Now, for me, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, I firmly believe that you need to make practice more difficult than the actual game. And when we're talking about how this relates to our success and our failure, what this means is that we have to over-exaggerate things. We have to make things harder in any way or shape that we can in our practice. That way we don't have to have this really top of mind focus when we're out on the course playing. We don't have to have this, I don't know, I guess this preponderance of, you know, 14 different swing thoughts and positions and things that we have to feel. No, that doesn't let you play the game. It doesn't let you score. What you need to do is you need to practice the extremes when you're practicing, that way you don't have to think about it on the course. You can regress to the mean, and the mean is where you're supposed to be. So when things get too easy, when you're succeeding at, when you're succeeding consistently at like a 70 or 80 or 90% success rate in your 10 repetition practices, it means that stuff's too easy and you need to find a way to make it difficult. This could be by introducing a new variable or maybe a new measurement condition. I'm thinking of putting. With our six-foot putting ladder, if you are consistently doing that at 80 to 90% success rate, first off, you're the best damn putter in the world. But second off, you need to make it harder. So maybe instead of a six-foot putting ladder, it becomes a seven-foot putting ladder. Or maybe you continue it at six feet, 
But instead of going 6, 12, 18, 24, 30, maybe you expand it out to 36. You add another assessment on the end. That's going to make it harder. That's going to be a way that you can increase the difficulty to make sure you're in the learning zone. Another thing that I think is a fantastic way to add that that next layer, that next level of difficulty is to add anxiety, add pressure, add elevated heart rates to the practice. Now, if you're doing putting practice, it's a little tough. I would tell you, go off of the putting green, do a couple jumping jacks, run in place, a couple push-ups, a couple burpees. Just spike your heart rate and then go do the practice. Because if we think about what's the hardest thing on a golf course, it's that pressure shot. It's that big pressure moment. Well, how do we make practice harder than that big pressure moment? Well, we add failure conditions, like our six-foot putting ladder, where if we screw up, we have to start over. And we do that with an elevated heart rate. So by adding those two things, you're really making yourself used to this pressure moment. As my high school golf coach used to say, and I'm pretty sure he listens to the podcast, hello, Mr. Oftedal. Uh Coach O would always say, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what's going to allow you to perform in the moment. So by getting yourself into these situations so you can practice in those, you know, heart in your throat, stomach in knots type of moments, when you experience it out on the course, you're going to be so much better off because you already know what it feels like. You know how to handle it. Now, on the other side, if our practice is too hard, we're going to be seeing a 30% or less success rate. This means we need to make things easier. So for our six-foot putting ladder, the easy way is to turn it into a three-foot putting ladder. So we go three, six, 12, 15, 18, 21 feet. That can be our putting ladder instead of our six-foot putting ladder. If you're on the driving range and you're just having a, you know, a damn hard time getting stuff to go your way, the other thing you can do is to take your practice and remove a layer of measurement. So I was working with a friend of mine who's a very, very new golfer. She likes to play uh, because her husband has to play a fair amount for work. And she's pretty darn athletic. She was in the military. She wants to do something to keep her physical activity up. And so she likes the idea of playing golf, walking, carrying your clubs, and getting that exercise. But she gets really frustrated because she can't get the ball off the ground all the time. And over time, we've worked on getting the ball up and in the air, and that's going well. But now she's got all these higher expectations of herself, and she's getting disappointed that she can't hit the ball exactly where she wants every time. So we had set up a fairway, and she wasn't getting the ball to consistently land in our predetermined fairway. Like, all right, you know what? This is a lot of times still happening because we're, you know, right now in the moment, we're struggling with our contact. So we set the parameter of no more fairway. We wanted the parameter to be good, solid contact, and then to fly at least 
70% of our expected normal distance. That way she wouldn't have to worry about contact. She could focus on the fairway for our next layer. And this is part of what I call layering success. So we had to break it down a little bit because she, her accuracy was an issue and she was, it was really causing her to lose a lot of confidence just in purely contact. So we broke it down. We walked it backwards and we said, okay, now we're just focusing on contact. Let's, let's build this confidence here again. We're going to see a shape develop as we build this confidence in our contact. And then we're going to reset the whole thing, do it again with the fairway. And now we know what that general shape looks like. So we went through all of our clubs hitting five shots with each. And we needed, we did uh 40 to 80% instead of 30 to 70 but we did 40 to 80% success rate in order to move on. We went all the way through her bag. Then we restarted because we were confident that we were going to hit the ball solid. And then we introduced the concept of a fairway again. And so that's a way to kind of break down that barrier instead of having it this big astronomical goal of, all right, I need to hit my seven iron 183 yards. It needs to be this high baby draw. It needs to one hop stop and then fall in the cup. Sorry, that's not going to happen most times. Let's break it down to what we can do, what we know we can do, and then let's start to do that successfully in sequence, and then let's start to build expectations from there. Add one layer, okay? Do it well. Add the next layer, all right? Do that well. Do that proficiently. And so that's how we can look at whether our practice is successful or not. We always want to be in between 30 and 70%. And now you know why we want to be there because that is our learning zone. Like Adam Young says, this is where we're absorbing what we're trying to do the most. And this means that our practice is actually being purposeful. So that's all I've got for you today. I think it's a really good concept to think about and start to look back at your practices and see where you can implement this 30 to 70% success rate formula. If you want to be a part of that relaunch of the Golf Strategy Academy, again, it's going to be 50% off the annual membership. You're going to be able to get, you know, you're going to be a part of 12 monthly coaching calls with myself. You're going to be able to ask questions of me in our private Facebook group. And you're going to get a lot more benefit a lot more camaraderie out of your golf game this coming year and i'm going to help you reach those goals that you have so if you want to be a part of that again it's coming back online black friday but you have to you have to have to have to go to golfstrategyschool.com slash waitlist and sign up there i will not give out this discount to anybody who is just emailing me you have to be on that waitlist that black friday waitlist Otherwise, you will not get the discount. All right, everybody. Until next time, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers.
All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of the this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.